There are a good many ways that institutional investors are taking best advantage of this versatile market created by broad public participation. Hey everyone and welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. I'm Matthew Housebarbie and today I'm speaking with Ice Cream, one of the co-founders of Jones Dow. This episode, and there's a fair warning here, is packed with what I would say is the perfect balance of education and just pure alpha. Uh, so get ready to get your notepad out, take some notes. Um, Ice Cream is incredibly knowledgeable around a whole host of areas in DeFi. And I think if you are even remotely interested in what some of the innovations coming out of DeFi are, it's going to be a great episode for you. So at a high level, you know, Jones Dow is a protocol that's focused on managing options trading strategies. And they do that through their options vaults. And options trading in DeFi is just kind of starting to, to take off. Uh, Dopex, if you've heard of that, are really leading the charge here. And Jones Dow is very closely aligned with them. They're using Dopex for the majority of their options trading. You can almost think about Jones as being built almost on top of Dopex and, uh, and, and is very much a part of their wider ecosystem. And options trading in general it's an enormous part of traditional finance. Even retail investing platforms like Robinhood, they see the majority of their revenue, around 38%, in fact, come from options trading. And what's great about this for decentralized finance and crypto as a whole is that option trading can be inc incredibly profitable, irrespective of wider market conditions. You know, whether you're in a bull market, bear market, things are going a bit sideways, options can still generate yield for you. So this is a very healthy part of the ecosystem. And Ice Cream talks through this in a lot more detail in the episode. And on top of that, shares a lot of their plans for things like going multi-chain, adding new vaults, the introduction of VE Jones, uh, vote escrow Jones. And something that I am particularly interesting in, which is their synthetic options LPs. So we'll jump straight into all of that beautiful alpha right after this. If you're struggling to get your head around the complexity of decentralized finance, I have something just for you. Decrypting DeFi is an online course where I walk you through all of the important concepts within DeFi and share step-by-step -step tutorials on how to start generating income from your crypto assets. Whether you're interested in this from an investment point of view or just want to better understand how things like yield farming, liquidity mining, and staking works, the course will have something for you. Head over to mhb.xyz forward slash DeFi to learn more. Welcome, Ice Cream, to the Decrypting Crypto podcast. Uh, you're one of the co-founders of Jones Dow. Why don't we start by just giving our listeners a little bit of info about you, your background, how you came to to be one of the, the founding members of Jones Dow? Uh, thanks, man. Thank you so much. Uh, great to be here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was just a regular old DeFi degen, right? Like my, I have an engineering coding background um, and I was just really involved in the space. 
and then eventually I started to just fall in love with it. And you know, I went on to have my own little crypto fund. Then I did some time at a crypto VC. Um, and around last year, I actually came across Dopex and the crypto options ecosystem. And it became really obvious to me that this is where the big narrative shift is. Like this is where DeFi is going. Um, so the reason I founded with my friends, uh, Jones Dow, is because we really wanted to just contribute to the ecosystem. And, and it's so obvious that you know, something big is coming and that this is really the next big narrative. So just to kind of put our skills to good use and contribute to kind of this whole space that we enjoy and love so much. And, you know, it, it was honestly a great fit because we had all these crazy ideas and now those ideas have found home in this ecosystem. So that's why yeah. we do it. Uh, just just love the whole process. Well, and it and it feels like within DeFi in particular, the options space is getting a lot more buzz and excitement around it right now, but it's, it's still in, incredibly limited. Um, but with, with the rise of Dopex and I guess also like GMX, it, it, what, what inspired you to start like really de- delving in and more, more to this like options area? And why, why do you even think it's important for, for the DeFi space? Yeah, so in DeFi right now, the kind of metagame is, and it has been for like since DeFi kind of came around, it, the metagame has been just basically, you know, printing a lot of token emissions. And the game is you just hop around to whichever protocol gives you the best emissions and you just farm and dump and leave. Um, so that's kind of the metagame, right? That's why these protocols, you see them fluctuate with like, you know, like 100 million TVL one day and then the next day it's like irrelevant. Um, and, you know, in DeFi, a lot of the yield that we know isn't really real in the sense that it's dilutive, it's inflationary. Um, options is actually one of the sources of hard yield. So like, for example, another one would be like, you know, trading fees and an AMM. When people trade, the LPs collect fees. That's a source of like hard yield. Another one is like insurance underwriting. People pay you for that service. That's hard yield. Um, another one is options. So I think this like real definitive, non-dilutive, non-inflationary yield is inevitably where DeFi has to shift. And I think that's why options are really important because they allow people to you know, get access to these kinds of yields, which are sustainable. They scale very well with TVL. Um, and yeah, it's just non-dilutive yield. I think that's why it's important. And and it feels like as well on, on this, I've, I've heard some good arguments for the fact that, you know, options trading is popular in a bull market, but it's also popular in a bear market and is great for sustaining like, ongoing DeFi activity. Whereas when we start getting into the bear market, a lot of those big emission projects, those APYs start to nosedive down and also have like major issues um, in, as, as you kind of alluded to, right? It's like hundred million locked value one day, next day, it's all but vanished. Yeah, exactly. So options are one of those market areas where, you know, it's fine, like all in all kinds of cycles. Um, and I mean, as you know, like in TradFi, options are the biggest, you know, derivatives markets are like quadrillions of dollars. Um, so by notional value, it's like the largest market on earth. And yeah. 
yeah, I think I think we really do see a shift to that in DeFi. Well, let's 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 dig in because I think like when we look at um, most everyday investors in crypto and even in the traditional um, finance space, everyday retail investors, options trading is pretty intimidating. But when you look at even the likes of Robinhood, options trading makes up a substantial amount of their overall revenue. And Dopex entering into the DeFi ecosystem, um, I guess, how, how would you just explain to someone who is maybe not um, particularly well-seasoned in the area of, of options as to like the basic mechanics of how options trading typically plays out and what Dopex in particular does? And then we can dig into Jones Dow on top of that. Yeah, sure. Okay. So yeah, let's just start with the basics, right? So if you buy a call, you are, um, it's a form of leverage, right? You are basically getting uh, leverage exposure on the underlying asset. Um, if you buy a put, you are, again, it's leverage in the kind of opposite direction. You're getting some kind of leverage exposure to the um, kind, of, kind of the reverse of an underlying asset. And you can either buy an, you can buy a call, you can buy a put, but you can also sell options, right? So if you think that the price of Bitcoin is going to go up, what you can do is you can sell puts. So people buy puts thinking that it's going to go down. And if you sell puts, you profit from those people. And if Bitcoin goes up, your puts aren't exercised, right? You get to keep all the kind of fees that people pay to purchase your put options um it's the same with calls and so options are a derivative instrument that allow you to speculate a bet or hedge um the price of an underlying asset now currently in crypto there, there's a big focus on dovs decentralized option vaults um what they actually do though it's it's quite misleading in my opinion um because, I mean, the state of the market today is that it, these DOVs are just pools of capital, which just underwrite discounted options sold to market makers for yield. And, you know, that, that discount part uh, really harms the user in the long run. There's a great paper by Ledger Prime on the effects of just uh, doing like a like a very one-dimensional, like covered call strategy, like what really happens. And if you factor in like the usual discount to market makers, I mean, it, it's even worse for the end user. And so that's the state of the market today. Like you have these kind of simplistic one-dimensional products. Um, Dopex is different because it's not an option vault, right? It's not like, like ribbon or data nuts, it's something like that. It's actually an exchange. So it's an exchange where users can deposit their assets and choose which strikes they're gonna write options at. And they can also purchase calls, purchase puts. They have like a variety of assets. Um, so uh, you could think of it as a Uniswap of derivatives. It's an exchange, mm -hmm. yeah. So <clears throat> with that in mind, I think that's a, that's a great primer. And um, I'm, a, <clears throat> I'm a big lover of Dopex myself. I. I got really interested when I heard some of the early rumors, I think near the start of this year of Jones Dow coming uh, to fruition and you guys had a, a big launch at the time. And so what, what role does Jones Dow play in 
the whole like options ecosystem and also how does it play in the DOPEX ecosystem right now? Yeah, sure. So Jones is, well, okay, the, the tagline is that Jones is a liquidity strategy and yield protocol for DeFi options. So let me, let me break that down. So we have, uh, the protocol has like kind of, um, like a main product suite, which is the Jones vaults, right? Which are automated or actively monitored or, um, kind of, you know, periodically set strategy vaults. Um, which are risk averse and which are hedged. There's a strategy team behind them. And those are the kind of main vaults, right? And then what happens is a user, you come and deposit, let's say your ETH into an ETH Jones vault. The vault then mints you uh, JETH, right? Which is the vault token. And now JETH is a yield bearing token, which, you know, where the yield comes from the underlying option strategies in the vaults. and this you know yield bearing token is quite composable um you can eventually you know lend and borrow it you can lp it earn like emissions on the lp um, so that yeah, would, so, would it be fair to say that you know the the j assets like the j eth and uh and other j assets they're almost like somewhat of a a receipt that you're getting for putting assets in the in the vault but with the additional aspect of this that they accrue yield kind of like a staked ETH through Lido or things like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's quite similar to like staked Lido ETH or um, like our ETH. It's just the source of yield is different. Um, so the liquidity part comes in because usually in an options protocol, like in Dopex, uh, when you sell options, right, your, your collateral is locked for the duration of the epoch. So if your option that you're selling is a week till expiry, your collateral is locked for a week. Um, you know, in DeFi, that's not really ideal. So what Jones does, what these J assets do is that the underlying strategy in the vault is, you know, deploying capital, like selling options. And uh, that, that capital is locked for a month. But what you can do with the kind of vault token, JETH, is that that's fully tradable. So by having these J assets, we've basically unlocked liquidity for DeFi options, where before as an option rider, you couldn't really access your funds with um j assets now that kind of uh dopex you know like writing position is completely liquid and what you can do with that is you know if you know the underlying spread of like jeth for example you can borrow against jeth uh you can leverage it you can you know put your own spin on it so i could deposit like 10 jeth and borrow uh, a bunch of USDC, I could even, you know, leverage my JETH to leverage the underlying options, right? Like leverage on options is also what we enable. Um, or I could, you know, use a USDC to like farm somewhere else. So my capital is like put to very, very good use. And, um, and why would someone want to, I'm curious, why would someone want to borrow JETH out, out of interest? What would be the kind of things that they would want to do with that? I, I know we're talking about like actually being on the supply side here, but why, why would someone want to borrow that asset? So you, you, you likely want to borrow it to leverage up your position. Um, so, okay. Okay. So, okay. To, okay. As a depositor, right. You have your JETH and you stick it in the lending pool. Now what you want to do is you want to borrow either ETH or USDC, and then you want to swap it for JETH and then deposit it back. So you've leveraged up your JETH exposure and therefore your exposure to the you know underlying option strategy. Um, what you can also do is, I mean, cause JETH 
has a liquidity pool with JETH and ETH, and you know there is room for arbitrage. So if you see that the price of JETH is trading above its kind of intrinsic value for that epoch, you can borrow JETH and you can sell into the pool, and then you can redeem your capital at the end. Interesting. So there's like a nice uh, leverage, like kind of arbitrage opportunity that you can take advantage of there. Yeah. Uh, so there's it. leverage, there's, you know, freeing up capital, like capital efficiency, and there's like uh, room for arbitrage to keep all the kind of pegs on the J assets. And you also mentioned there that you have a number of liquidity pools that are the, for example, the JETH and the ETH liquidity pool. I What a what are LPs getting as, as rewards there? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's say you come along, you deposit into like, you know, JBTC, right? Um, so, uh, sorry, you deposit into the BTC Jones vault, you mint J, J Bitcoin, and then you can LP that like JBTC, WBTC. Um, and you earn Jones emissions on that LP. Uh, I mean, just using Bitcoin as an example, like we don't have a Bitcoin vault yet. It will come soon, but you can do this with any kind of Jones vault that's listed. Um, by LPing J assets, you get access to the Jones emissions. Now we're going to have a model revamp. Uh, we're going to, we're releasing kind of like a V2 of our tokenomics um, with a lot of exciting things um, with V Jones, for example, the vote escrow token. And uh, in the future, the emissions for each like J asset LP is going to be decided by V Jones holders. So yeah, what you get by holding the kind of, uh, you know, J asset LP is emissions basically. And you know, right. when You're along the line, yeah, accruing. Yeah. So the, uh, the yield from the J asset is actually it's layers upon layers of yield. So let's say you're an LP in the JETH and ETH liquidity pool. So you're a JETH LP. Where is your yield coming from, right? The one, your yield's coming from the underlying option strategy in the ETH vault. Two, you're getting some Jones emissions. And, you know, those emissions, eventually you can lock or stake them for like protocol fee distributions. Um, and three, you're also compounding the trading fees in the you know JE's liquidity pool um so let me actually pull up the jones vaults page um it's loading right so if you're just a like a j uh, just a jones vault depositor in the eth vault you're getting around like 10 percent apy um, if you actually take your vault token, your JETH, pair it with ETH, and then stick it in the, you know, um, the farm, you get, you know, 11% more. So you're getting 20% APY on your ETH, which you can't really do anywhere else. And yeah, this APY is inflationary as in it's just, you know, minting uh, Jones emissions. But these are going to be able to be locked for, like, as I said, protocol fee distributions and a whole bunch of other things down the line. And Jones is going to become an ultra scarce asset, a um, bit of an alpha leak, actually. I believe emissions are scheduled to drop by about 85% before the launch of VE Jones. So right now we're in a kind of boosted emissions phase. And this, you know, this yield isn't really going to last for a while, unless down the line in the V Jones model, like you're a V Jones holder, you have Jones boost, you know, you can boost your APY. 
So we're really working on some cool tokenomic and you know game theory models. This that's that sounds really interesting. Would would it be fair to say you're kind of uh, looking to be kind of the the convex of the I guess the the options space, or is this going to be like a, a very different uh, approach to that? Um, so I'll give you an analogy for yeah, I'll give you an analogy. So for example, urine, right? So the urine vault for dye, example, uh, it generates yield from deploying strategies on various base layers. So it'll have flash loans on Aave, which it uses to farm comp tokens on compound. Then it lends a portion of its funds on like Alpha Homura. So the vault deploys strats across different base layers. So similarly, Jones actually deploys strategies across various base layers, primarily Dotex, um, to generate options back to yield. Um, so Jones is the kind of liquidity and strategy layer on top of the whole DeFi options ecosystem. And from the tokenomic standpoint, um, yeah, we're going to have uh, vote escrow. We're going to have some kind of uh, bribing mechanism. Um, we're working with some super secret partners to get that rolling. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah, and is there a is there a, a timeline right now for when we can expect the the VE Jones uh, model to to launch? Um, yeah, I mean, so we honestly want to have it out as soon as possible, but you know, there, there's like getting an audit in DeFi takes a while. So I think the bottleneck for us is actually like the time to audit because you know we want to ship for call that's completely secure and safe. So for sure. I'd love to dig in a little bit more on some of the VE Jones stuff. I'm sure you're still figuring out some of the mechanics. Do you, what, one question on it. Do you anticipate that the, the VE Jones kind of model will be similar to what's happening over in uh, Solidly where there'll be NFTs or, do you, or will they just be kind of static locks? Yeah, uh, actually, the V Jones model is not going to be anything like the current vote escrow model of DeFi. So we we've just taken the name right, like vote escrow, because it's you know it's an accurate name. Um, but the the kind of tokenomic mechanisms are going to be extremely unique. Um, like we're 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 working very closely with all of our kind of um, seed round participants to ensure that it's something that's robust. And it's truly something innovative. So, you know, I mean, we're, um, yeah, we're working closely with like Redacted, uh, Tetranode, um, and, you know, Olympus to kind of ensure that it's a really innovative mechanism. And uh, there's really no analogy for it yet. I think we're going to be first to market on the kind of thing we're shipping. Exciting. Well, yeah, yeah. it feels like in the vote escrow kind of whole. Uh, area surrounding that that is where most projects are trying to do innovative things i i heard i think i listened to a podcast that, that you were on back in feb and the tetranode i think was one of your early seed investors and it helped with some of the launch period of time is is tetranode and uh the the ohm team things like that are they all kind of active contributors supporters of jones style still right now yeah, definitely. So they're all very, very skilled in their respective areas. And like, it's just amazing having all these people chip in constantly. Um, yeah, man, like everybody's really active and it's it feels really good because we really do have um, 
like a, a like you know seed round participants that are actually you know, invested in our success and they're actually like really really helping out so yeah i mean it, it yeah i mean I, I really do feel blessed in that aspect because i know that you know like a lot of investors don't really stick around that's kind of the norm in DeFi, unfortunately but yeah we have like the best investors ever well it sounds like there's a lot of big brains that are inside this so project. There's, there's so many big brains like we have um yeah oh oh, oh can't drop in the alpha yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, why why don't we take a just a, a little step back? So I think we've got really yeah. into kind of some of the minutia, really exciting stuff. But one one thing, so what what really attracted me to Jones Dow is, you know, I'm I I dabble in a bit of options trading, but I would not say that I have the financial acumen to and nor the the time to manage a full option strategy myself. And what I loved about Jones Dow initially was, you know, this kind of felt somewhat like a white glove service where I can just deposit my assets, leave it in the hands of people with much larger brains than me in this area to manage kind of that uh, risk profile and strategy themselves. So when when I deposit my assets into one of the vaults, I think as we speak today, we've got an ETH vault, a Geom vault, and a DPX vault. And you know, what what's happening behind the scenes? As far as I understand, you know, you've got people who are actually creating these strategies like what how much of this is automated versus like human led just so i like our, our listeners can get a better understanding yeah yeah sure 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 so th- there's a core strategy team formed by um, like some core contributors that you know in their previous tradfi lives were like quants um and managing that kind of you know aspect for institutions um so the, the vaults themselves, the smart contracts, um, they're kind of, they have these whitelisted functions. So it's not like like users just deposit and, you know, we do whatever. It's not like that. So the, the contract has a specific amount of functions that it can call. And so the strategy is formulated by the core strategy team. So currently what we do is just, we just set parameters on the contract and the contract executes the strategy um for us basically understood okay yeah. so it's uh there's there's a high level of automation here that's being being run through all of the the different vaults and ultimately your the the, the strategy team are setting the parameters to help execute on that exactly fair assessment. yeah yeah so the strategy team isn't managing any funds really they're just setting the parameters on the vaults and the vault contract then executes whatever strategy they encode Okay. So, and, and as, as we talked briefly about earlier, there's three different assets right now that I can choose to deposit and that you'll use to run option strategy in the form of ETH, Geome, and DPX. Are there plans to include more assets into, into the vaults over time? And like, and if so, how, how quickly do you think that expansion will, will happen? Yeah, so of course we, you know, we want to have all the majors. We want to have Bitcoin, ETH. Uh, we'll even, you know, go to Polygon, um, AVAX. Uh, we're gonna have a lot. So we're gonna have a like a main Jones vault for like hopefully every major asset. The expansion is really contingent on the liquidity available in the, you know, Dopex options market in the, you know, broader DeFi options market, because we're not kind of contracting market makers to 
purchase options or discount and you know give us yield that way we're actually you know the vaults are operating on a decentralized options market so the bottleneck there is liquidity and i think in terms of strategy and code and contracts we're ready to roll everything out it's just we want to do it sequentially and you know take it slow so that we have enough liquidity whenever the vaults are live um yeah i think that's it and you're you're on arbitrum right now and that's where jones has has been been built um are there plans to i know you mentioned assets like polygon uh or are we talking about here going multi-chain in in the future any any plans around that oh yeah of course so we're gonna go to every chain that dopex is on um currently that's arbitrum eventually you know uh, i mean they're, they're already on arbitrum avax uh, BSC. So we're going to have deployments on those chains. Um, and then we're looking at Metis and, you know, like a bunch. So people will have a whole host of options then. Um, do you think you'll go on to mainnet ETH as well? Yeah, actually, you know, with layer zero and the capabilities that unlocks, we can have like mainnet vaults. Um, so that would definitely be interesting. Cool. And the vaults themselves, I I know from a lot of the documentation, and correct me if I'm uh, misinterpreting some of this, but it seems that they are framed, at least the vaults today, that the strategies being employed are typically uh, lower risk strategies. And is, is there plans? Well, first of all, am I, am I correct in that assumption? And if I am, are there plans to give some variability that maybe the, the depositor can choose to increase or reduce or go into different vaults that have different levels of risk uh, associated with them? Yeah, definitely. So currently the vaults are risk avert, risk averse, they're hedged. There's like a predefined uh, max loss before every epoch and they're kind of low grade risk averse yield. Um, so, you know, we're, we're degens at heart. We're going to have some really degen vaults and yeah, it's coming, man. <laughs> it's going to be uh, some good stuff. Well, I, I wanna I wanna round this out by talking about some of the the upcoming features that Jonesdow are really excited to ship. But um, one one area I wonder if you had um, any insight that you can share, or just like some basic explanations around probably one of the the what seems like the biggest innovations to come out of Dopex, which I'm sure is going to benefit Jonesdow from a strategy perspective, is the introduction of Atlantic options. And I wondered if you could give like any insight into what the significance of Atlantic options are and how they're uh, typically working and what kind of the implications are for, for investors on that side. Yeah, I would love to. There's a, I mean, yeah, Atlantics are a completely new DeFi primitive and they're, you know, kind of opaque to understand for the uninitiated. So let's initiate the listeners. Um, <laughs> right. So let's say you're buying a put option, right? Usually the seller of that put option secures the put with a cash deposit, which is locked up for the duration of, you know, the put option. And yeah, that's it. Like, it's just a put option. If it's in the money, great, you make money. If it's out of the money, it expires worthless. Because it's DeFi, we can really like crank this up like a million levels. So what Atlantics are is Atlantics, I'll talk about Atlantic puts. So Atlantic puts, what they allow you to do 
is is a put buyer. You can buy a put option, and then you can unlock the collateral posted by the writer of that put option. So, um, and then you can use that collateral to do like various things. So let, let me give an example. Um, yeah, I'll give an example of using a Atlantic put to kind of backstop like a perp position. So what you can do is let's say you're long on ETH, right? And then your liquidation price on that long is like a, like a certain price. Um, what you can do is you can buy an Atlantic put for that, like slightly above that price. And when the price level drops below um, the strike of your Atlantic put, the put is now in the money, meaning that it has some kind of intrinsic value. Now you can unlock the collateral that's you know underneath the put. So let's say um, like your, your put is in the money and if you were to exercise it today, the put would get you like 500 bucks in profit. What you can do is you can unlock that collateral, that $500, and you can then take it and then put it back into your perp position. So now, you know, you can't get liquidated. Hmm. Um, so in so, a so way- So it's kind of like liquidation free to, a, to an extent uh, options. Yeah, yeah, liquidation free to an extent. Um, so yeah, I mean, a really cool, um, a really cool use case of this is no liquidation borrowing, where you basically take out a loan against your ETH and you buy an Atlantic put for that ETH, and when you know that Atlantic put is in the money, or you know when um, the price breaches like a certain percentage of your liquidation price. You unlock the collateral from that Atlantic put, and then you move it to your collateral for the loan. And that way, you basically don't get liquidated. And you can repeat this process as price continues to fall, right? So you have an Atlantic put, and the price is like falling, falling, falling. So the put is generating more and more profit. At the same time, your borrow position is, you know, at risk of getting liquidated. So you can have a kind of wrapper. Um, that continuously moves the collateral from your put um, into the collateral for your borrowing position. So essentially, you never get liquidated. Um, yeah, so that, it's, it's that's kind of, kind like of a really... unsecured borrowing, right? Yeah, and it, well, it's nice because it's a, it's a really nice hedge against that initial like leverage position. It's like a virtuous cycle for you to to de-risk your existing liquidation risk on the borrowed asset as price drops, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's great. Wow. Okay. And uh, do you, I, I am assuming that um, Jones Dow are going to be taking advantage of using some of these Atlantic options in, in the overall strategy um, that, that you have with your, your option strategy? Yeah, 100%. Um, just something off the top of my head we could do is just have a kind of vault or wrapper that uses an, an Atlantic put to, you know, farm like ETH USDC and you know if ETH price keeps falling so it, it leverages up to farm ETH USDC um, and it pairs that with an Atlantic put if the price of ETH keeps falling you know your leverage position would get liquidated but the Atlantic put makes makes sure that you don't and it's kind of a liquidation resistant leveraged farm um, and, or you know in a way it's a unsecured loan because all your let's say that price drops 
and you take a thousand dollars from your Atlantic put and you stick it into collateral, I mean, the price for that you've paid is literally what you paid to buy the put, right? I mean, that put mm. you probably bought for like 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Great. Well, in the interest of time, I wanted to make sure that we were able to squeeze in any any upcoming features, additions, things on the roadmap that you're particularly excited about for Jonestown, any any alpha you want to ship in the episode? Like what 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 are you most excited about that's coming up? Yeah, man, there's just so much excitement within like the core contributors where we've been having like an average of 10 hour calls a week, just like they're just dripping with alpha, right? Because <laughs> we're not here to just rehash the basic covered call vaults, like, you know, cash secured put strategies. We're here, to, we're here to create like completely new DeFi primitives. So the stuff we're building right now, not a single protocol is doing it, which is crazy to me. Because you have all these options, protocols allegedly attract the best talent backed by like big time VCs, you know, but but then there's us, like a bunch of dopex DGENs raised like 50 mil and we're literally about to redefine the option space. So as you know, we started off with these risk averse single asset faults to kind of bootstrap and we have around 20 million in TVL, uh, like near 40 million if you count native assets. Um, and something new that we're close to shipping right now actually is Jones Synthetic Options LPs. So it's a synthetic LP. I'll break that down. So LPing in DeFi is one of those open secrets where the most sophisticated players know that it's kind of broken in terms of the risk reward that you get, right? LPing is more like covered call selling, except you don't get the premiums up front. You get them over the span of a year, right? That's your APY. So for most assets, yields are not that great in LPs for the risk that you're taking on. Plus, your entire position is exposed to impermanent loss, even if the LP isn't like um, in your defined range, even if you're not, you know, making a ton of yield. So, you know, currently, I mean, LPing is like one of the great things you can do, but it's kind of broken in the sense that the risk reward is off um, and we're re redefining this. So. The Jones Synthetic LP is a vault that replicates the payoff structure of a regular LP position, but by writing options on the underlying assets. So it's taking in two assets, let's say like ETH and USDC, and it's using options to synthetically make those two assets behave as if you're providing LP, but you're not. Um, so it uses the ETH to sell covered calls and it uses a USTC to sell um, cash secured puts and the strikes are determined um, by like our strategy uh, it's algorithmic and it'll be autonomous when it launches um, so yeah it's a synthetic LP position um, and it has a bunch of advantages over just being a regular LP so According to kind of our data testing with historical data and our back tests. Um, so being in a Jones synthetic LP versus a regular LP for ETH USDC, um, your yield would either be the same or at times up to 25% more than if you're just regular LP. So and, and would you be, would, sorry, just to, just to ask a little follow-up on that, would, yeah. would, would this also mean that you would have no exposure to impermanent loss in, in this respect, or would would, there still, would that still play a role? In a sense, yes. Yeah. So um, 
yeah so you are subject to less impermanent loss because if some portion of your collateral in the synthetic lp because it's uh, using the collateral to sell options if it's not assigned and it sits in spot inside the synthetic lp the yield that you make from the premiums that you collect kind of smoothens out the downside so yes there's there's less impermanent loss um and i think lastly you collect and compound yield from the premiums that you collect from writing options the trading fees um so well uh, let me just step back real quick so in the synthetic lp in you know it, it's selling let's say it's using the eth to sell covered calls that eth is sitting there but it's also generating yield in some kind of form so yeah and the usdc that's used to sell puts is sitting inside like curve right so right in a synthetic lp you're stacking multiple types of yield so you have premiums you have trading fees you have the underlying yields and you also have you know any kind of emissions that you get on top so you have you know three four five sources of yield with the jones synthetic lp versus a regular lp so yeah to recap an L uh, synthetic lp is going to be a vault that replicates the payoff structure of a regular lp but by writing options on the underlying asset so it's a completely novel product never done before and it's coming soon and we have a lot of people really excited to use it my, myself included uh this sounds <laughs> this sounds fascinating what uh do you have any insight into one i guess the asset pairs assuming there's only going to be pairs or do you, do you think yeah be so than... yeah so it's an lp so we will probably have like eth usdc btc eth you know um just the big pairs got it okay wow well i am very excited to see where that goes and i i assume that's been taking up a huge amount of the team's time to ship that out and anything else that's that's upcoming that you're you and the team are really focused on getting getting through the door yeah so the other thing is that's launching is the jones rari fuse pool so enabling like borrowing lending leverage on like all the j assets that's going to be launching real soon great well I'm very excited to see where all of this goes and I'm sure you're going to have an incredibly busy month ahead. So Ice Cream, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure all of the listeners are going to be excited to dive into what you're all building over at Jones Dow. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Matthew. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and want to show your appreciation, why not subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a positive review. You want to catch up on all of the previous episodes? Why not visit decryptingcrypto.xyz, follow us on Twitter at decryptopodcast. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show or just want to leave us some personal feedback, email us at podcast at decryptingcrypto.xyz. The contents of the Decrypting Crypto podcast should not be used and are not intended as investment advice. Please do your own due diligence before making any investment, cryptocurrency or otherwise.